1: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. The Trump government has asked for the extradition of the Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou, whose uh, extradition hearing started in earnest out on the coast earlier this week. And to that end, they're uh, continuing on with the attorney general's uh, department here in Canada or, or lawyers representing the AG, laying out their arguments, saying basically what she committed is fraud because she lied to the bank, the HSBC bank. Let's get an update on this file. Joining me on the line right now is Eve Tybergen. He's a professor of political science in the faculty and uh, associate, a faculty associate in the School of Public Policy and Global Affairs out at the UBC and the exec director of the China Council at the University of British Columbia. What a title, and that's not all of it. Eve, uh, you're an impressive man with a very lengthy resume. I appreciate you coming on The Oakley Show this afternoon.
0: Hello, John. How are
1: you? I'm very good, uh, but I'm really not clear where we're going with this Meng Wanzhou hearing. Uh, tell me, anything of consequence happened today?
0: No. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. It's a long, a lengthy process. Right? This is, uh, is going to take a while. So today was uh, day three. Uh, the Crown uh, made uh, the case, right? So that's why expedited. why and so now we're going through a first phase of the trial which is a mini trial uh to ascertain whether the condition of dual criminality is fulfilled that's going to take you know this whole week and then the judge may take you know, two months three months to decide then if that if that is approved that there is dual criminality then we move to a second mini trial by the charter right and then we move to a full trial in the fall so this is a slow process unless at any of those mini trials the judge says, oh, something went wrong, right? So there's no dual criminality or the charter rights were violated, at which case you would decrease. Otherwise, we keep moving on to the next stage.
1: Wow. It sounds to me like this, as you say, could drag on for quite some time. And uh, with the potential of an appeal, it could be years in trying to resolve this.
0: Right. So there are several exit options, right, depending on the decisions of the judge. But if uh, if we keep going, those those exits don't happen, then it's a long process.
1: Well, let me ask you about this double or dual uh, criminality argument. It surfaced very early, with the judge wondering uh, allowed to the crown if, in fact, uh, the crime had been committed on Canadian soil. The alleged crime uh, would it still be applicable uh, to hold her? How do you see it? I mean, and maybe if I've got it wrong, you can clarify that point because it seems central early on in the early phase of this case uh, that double criminality has reared its head. What's that about?
0: Yeah, so this is the crux. This is the most important piece of the story. Um, and what it is is you really have two ways to look at it, right? Because the, uh, the deeds that are the, the foundation for the charge um, happen in Hong Kong, this was a private meeting between the CFO, of Huawei, and the CFO is Chinese, and a representative of HSBC, and that's a British bank, right? That's a present in Hong Kong. So in principle, why would a court in Canada be interested in this, right? So uh, the question is, is this a story of bank fraud, of lying to a bank, and doing a you know, wire conspiracy uh, that uh, in itself that could be pursued in Canada in principle, essence of the issue, or is the essence of the issue uh, the application of American sanctions against Iran, which are different from the Canadian sanctions, therefore about foreign policies, uh, and the American sanctions happen to uh, to uh, include any action by anybody, even non-Americans, have to have, you know, acting outside the U.S., uh, whereas Canada tends not to do that, right? So that's the crux, right? Is it about Iran sanctions, or is it about bank fraud? Uh, and interesting to note there is that Europeans have a view on this. Uh, it's not just about China and the U.S., right? Mm. And Europeans have been very critical of the American uh, application of sanctions on Iran or Cuba to their own citizens. In the past, BNP Paribas French Bank had to pay $6 billion for doing something that was not a violation of French or European law, but was against the American sanctions. So it's about the reach of the American legal system, right, and the sanction system beyond its border. That's the crux, here.
1: Right. Again, just to recap, if I understand it correctly, uh, because the Americans had... Uh, reimposed sanctions. Canada was still a party to the sanctions of this nuclear agreement, not party to the sanctions, but rather uh, we were still involved in the nuclear agreement that had been cobbled together with Iran. Uh, So she didn't actually break any of our laws because she was, uh, as is alleged, consorting with Iran and dealing with uh, that particular government. So no crime committed in Canada. That's what the defense argues, but it some, somehow has to do with the uh, allegation from the crown that she committed a fraud on the HSBC bank. Uh, what is the nature of that fraud?
0: Right. So, is it uh, you know is it a, a material lie to the bank, which are about lying to the bank, therefore something absolute that we also uh, pursue in Canada, or is it about? Uh, doing something practical to avoid American sanctions on Iran, which the rest of the world don't agree with, right? Uh, and so, this is there are really two ways to look at it, right? On this, and again, uh, if you look at Europe, most European states think uh, it shouldn't apply uh, because it's it's about long arm jurisdiction. But in the a Canadian legal system, when there are many many extradition cases with the US. Increasingly, the practice has been to look at the essence of the law, the essence of the practice, uh, and the behavior. And if the behavior is untruthful and is lying to the bank, that could still be pursuable in Canada. So that's for the judge to decide, but this early decision will be critical.
1: All right, uh, the double criminality decision, got it. Uh, That sort of gives it to us in a nutshell, the early stages, anyway, as we're trying to pursue this thing. and. You know, the consequences have uh, broader geopolitical implications. As we know, there are some individuals being held by the Chinese government, uh, and the wisdom, the conventional wisdom, says it's a consequence of her being held for extradition. So uh, it's all playing out against that backdrop. Eve, I thank you very much for clarifying some of these points, as we say early in the case of the extradition for Meng Wanzhou. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure.
1: You got it. Eve uh, Tybergen is... Again, uh, the exec director of the China Council at the University of B.C. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on demand audio.